0: On it. Come on, Kilbstone Speedway proudly presents Rapping on Racing, the tri-state's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapping on Racing.
1: Good evening, fans, and welcome once again to Rapping on Racing. This is the February twenty twenty one show, and joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you?
2: I'm doing well, Don. A lot of things have been going on, and in February, over the past few years, you and I have covered the events of the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club banquet, from the Hall of Fame inductees and in the interviews to the special award winners, the drivers and their teams on the February show. But like many of the tradition events that have been canceled due to COVID-19, we're not going to have that this year. So I guess we're just going to have to move forward into 2021 and see what happens in in the future. And speaking of the banquets, I happened to see the Learnerville podcast the other night. And their banquet, as much as they'd like to have a general manager, Michael Isaacowski, says that it's not possible. So there's going to be some information in the coming months that they're going to have something like a virtual banquet like NASCAR and the World of Outlaws did on
1: well, the banquets in general have been declining in popularity over the past several years. I guess it's just a, a reality check that if you have a team and say you have 10 crew members and they have a wife or a girlfriend, and that means they need 20 tickets to a banquet at uh, 40 bucks a pop, that's expensive. And as technology increases, you know, the idea of a virtual banquet doesn't sound that bad.
2: It doesn't. In in some of the local tracks, I think Pennsylvania Motor Speedway a few years ago started it, and I went, I went to one this year at Hummingbird, where instead of having the banquet at a banquet hall, they kind of open it up at the end of the season, where you can it's more of a picnic-type atmosphere, and that seems to be working out, too. So again, this year with you know, not knowing what the rules and regulations are going to be, I think it was a smart decision by Learnerville to to go to the virtual banquet. But, Don, one of the things that we always do at Rapid on Racing, and, and we want to bring the best racing news and driver interviews to our listeners throughout the year. What we like to do is incorporate youth in our racing, and it and it's just been so very good for us through, through this year and the in the years past.
1: You. Uh... Sometimes I think about the drivers that I watched grow up from being a a baby in the grandstands to a successful driver in racing. And uh, A.J. Flick. I watched him. When I first met AJ, he was in his mother's arms at the speedway. And look where he is now. And someone near and dear to me, Travis Geisler, I watched him as a a toddler at the racetrack. Uh, And now he's the director of competition at Penske Racing. Plus, he had a very successful Career driving on the asphalt at Jennerstown and Motor He also managed to qualify for one of the Pittsburghers. So, uh, as I get older, and I'm pretty old now, I can look back and think about all these young people that have gone on to stardom in racing.
2: Well, the thing that I really enjoy about what you know your comments are there—you watch them to grow up, and then they participate. But then it's more of a pay pay forward thing where. Once they reach their mid-adulthood and they have children of their own, their involvement with the kids, especially, you know, AJ at, at the racetrack, is just phenomenal. And I, we all, as people, at least I do, have heroes that we want to look up to, and it's up to this next generation of uh, young drivers to to, you know, keep these kids informed and enjoying what we love so much is the sport of racing um, but that being said I've had a lot of fun this past year doing some interviews with the kids and going in you never know what they're going to say and it's just the thing that I laugh most is when I send the reports to you sometimes it's like do I have to edit this because their honesty sometimes can be brutal but um uh, Here's an update on just a few of the people that we have interviewed this past year, and we're just going to go back and forth. So I'm going to start off with Cale Schwarzmiller, who predominantly drives a, uh, in the cart division, moved up into the junior sprints. He's going to be still in the junior sprint this year, but, however, this year he's going to have an open motor, so a lot of different speed for Cale. Cale's 13 years old.
1: You did an outstanding job with Randy White, and he's going to run a legend-style car age nine years old.
2: Now, Logan Lockhart, uh, another go Carter, went into the junior sprints. His dad, Joe, jumped into a monster truck last year, and as part of this program, they have these little mini monster trucks, which which are just like a little clone to the big ones, and Logan's been doing that and having fun with it. and. Again, yeah, Logan, nine years of age.
1: Now, if we move up a couple of years, Levi Yetter is back in his super late model and will be running for points at Lernerville and doing a few touring events 14 years old.
2: Yeah. We, we move up a little bit up on the age bracket. Lake, Leighton Wagner is carrying on the family tradition, driving the sprint car at Lernerville, Sharon, and Tri-City Speedway. And, Don, and I, I just think, you know, we these kids are young, but, boy... I don't know if they started that young when you, know, you first got involved in racing.
1: No, when I was involved, you had to be, first of all, you had to be 21 to get into pits at Heidelberg or any racetrack that the PRA had. And I was able to run some outlaw tracks at age 16 at Greater Pittsburgh Speedway, and that's what a lot of people had to do if they wanted to go racing before they were 21 years old.
2: It's just the sport has changed. I know when we do the Hall of Fame banquets now, everybody says, well, this driver is 40 years old. I said, yeah, but he started when he was five. That's 35 years of racing. That's a pretty long time.
1: Later in the show, you recently sat down and talked about a 12-year-old, Dash Osmer. And last year, in his plans, he's going to be running a winged 600 sprint car. That's amazing. He's such a little dude.
2: Yeah, he is. It was. A, I think the listeners are going to enjoy the interview. It's him, him and his brother are kind of like the Laurel and Hardy of racing. If you ever got to see them side by side, you'd understand uh, what I meant. But you know, the Osmer family has been you know, steeped in racing tradition, and uh, I, I really think uh, the listeners will enjoy what has, Dash has to say about his racing plans and some of the things that he's done uh, throughout the season.
1: Every one of these racers got his start. In go-karts, And if we go way back, uh, I can remember uh, Dale and Dave Blaney racing go-karts. And look what happened to their career. I think the hand-eye coordination and the driving technique that you develop in a go-kart, it will help you throughout your life. And if we want to go back uh, even further, Lynn Geisler was a national champion in go-karts back in the day. And uh, he didn't, well, he did do sprint cars, but his career, his claim to fame was in late models. But anytime you look at a successful driver, somewhere in his past, there was a go-kart.
2: Uh, I agree with you. I do think the hand, co- hand and eye coordination uh, and just the, the overall speed and being led to the ground, I, just, like I said, EV, you know the Mike Pagers, uh, the AJ Flicks, they've all started in their karts and, and you can see what it's done for their careers.
1: When you think about what we've been able to uh, watch from the comfort of home, Derp Vision, Flow Racing, Lucas Oil TV, Mav TV, in the past few weeks, plus some of the upcoming stuff in Florida, you know, what's nice about it, uh, when you're in your own home, the food's better, the beer's cheaper, and uh, the bathroom's cleaner. And, and it's, the experience is almost if you were there.
2: It is, you know, you and I have commented in some of these uh especially Map TV immediately after that a heat race or a feature they have a recap and like you said it you're it, it's actually better than being there. Yeah.
1: You, you we we get to see things that the people that are sitting in the stands can't see.
2: It, it it's true and I I just think it's one of the things is technology involves in with the sport of auto racing, where you know the many many trips that you made to Florida for Speed Weeks, you know, I'm sure they're all be great memories and near and dear to you. But it, you know, for myself, it's never made the trip. But now I'll be able, like you said, in the comfort of my office, sit here and watch racing in the middle of January and February. It's great for me. But Don, just in closing, uh, we've not had a whole lot to talk about this month locally. It's been kind of quiet, especially with the you know the banquet's not being around, but we've talked about this several times throughout the course of last year, and I've had a chance to sit and talk with this gentleman many times. Just how good is Kyle Larson winning a second Chili Bowl title and a second Luke Oil race within a week's period of winning the uh, the Chili Bowl? Now all eyes are on when to he's going to make his debut at Henrik Motorsports at the number five this month. So. I think uh, Kyle's definitely going to be the talk of Daytona.
1: What amazes me is the few times he's been in a late model, whether it's World of Outlaws or Lucas Oil. He's won.
2: It is, and I, and I think one of the things that's going to help him with NASCAR this year is, well, a lot of these guys have been just driving the NASCAR. He's in the sprint cars and the late model, and like you talked about, that hand-eye coordination is is tremendous. But you also see other guys like now um, Chase Elliott, Chase Briscoe, uh, Ricky Stenhouse. These guys are all venturing out back to grassroots racing, which they grew up on, and I just think that's a great part on their behalf, but it's also going to benefit
1: NASCAR. I see a lot of positive movement in NASCAR and some of the other series because of this crossover, and the fans are going to benefit. It's going to be very good for the fans.
2: Well, you talked about the crossover, and we'll maybe get into this next month, or Bill Korchkin, all eyes are going to be on Bristol with They're going to be down there on the track for the second time, I think the first time in some like 20 years should be some great racing and should be some interesting stories coming for us in, on the march show
1: in today's show bill corch is going to have a complete wrap-up of the lucas oil situation from east bay raceway
2: well don it's all, well, i'm sitting here watching it snow freezing in pittsburgh i'm sure it's a little bit uh, nicer in north carolina it's, as, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and I look forward to our conversations throughout the month and the show on the, uh, the March show uh, coming up.
1: You have a nice
3: evening. You too, Don. This is the Baker Bob Thought for the February 2021 off-season show. Since light travels faster than sound, some people appear to be bright until you hear them speak.
4: This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex is located in the scenic Laurel Mountains of Somerset County, Pennsylvania, in the town of Jennerstown, at the intersections of Route 30 and Route 985. Experience the thrill of Jennerstown Speedway with its 550 feet of 6-degree straightaways and over 700 feet of 9-degree sweeping corners. Jennerstown Speedway serves as the host for five divisions of weekly racing series every Saturday evening from May to September. Weekly divisions include late models, modifieds, street stocks, charger, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include IMSA Super Modifieds, Super Cup Stock Car Series, the Race of Champions Modifieds, Spectator Gates open at 4 p.m. with racing starting at 6 p.m., allowing for even the youngest fans the opportunity to experience the entire action-packed show. The ownership and staff of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex take great pride in providing fun and affordable family entertainment. At the completion of each weekly event, everyone in attendance is invited into the pit area to meet their favorite drivers and see the cars up close and in person. For upcoming events and special promotions, you can visit Jennerstown.org or follow them on Facebook.
5: No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar, IHRA, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, NHRA, Rush, USAC, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and listeners' emails. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter. Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Quite frankly, there is no other program like it on the air today. Rapid on Racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapid on Racing.
1: All right, fans, joining us now from Jennerstown Speedway, Bill Rebar. Bill, good evening. How are you?
6: Doing well, Don. Thanks for having me.
1: You know, every time I talk to you, you have big news, really big news. Um, I understand that uh, there's some good things happening with Super Cup.
6: That's right. You know, we're good friends with everyone over there at the Super Cup Stock Car Series. We host two events a year. A couple years ago, we held three events, and uh, we are going to add a third event in 2021 where the Super Cup Stock Car Series will return on Saturday, June 19th for their first visit at the Jennerstown Speedway. Um, This is going to have a little bit of different format, Dawn. The fans are usually used to when the Super Cup Stock Car Series come, they qualify, and they run twin 50-lap features. Well, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex is kind of partnered. I'd say we're partnered with um, Ryan Kirkwood at UMI Motorsports Park, which is the former Clearfield Motor Speedway. And Oval Track Racing will return to Clearfield in 2021 as the Super Cup Stock Car Series will pull double header They'll be at Clearfield on Friday, June 18th, and then they'll flip it 24 hours later and come to Jennerstown on Saturday, June 19th. And what we're going to do, they're going to run qualifying races, so kind of like a heat race, not exactly sure on the exact format yet. But they're going to run qualifying races, and then they're going to run a 75-lap feature at both tracks. So we're going to really, really excited to see this. Um, You know, basically it's a cumulative 150-lap event for the weekend. And, you know, Ryan is a great guy up there. They actually, their background is autocrossed on. They've really made huge improvements to the facility. Kind of new to the circle track deal. Ryan's reached out to me. They've kind of wanted to do some racing. And I thought that what better fit the Super Cup Stock Car Series and with everything going on, and that's primarily a traveling-based series, I said, Ryan, let's do something together. Let's do a doubleheader, and we came up with the Keystone 150 Battle on the Mountains. So, yes, the drivers will have to stay overnight, but now they're getting double the racing at two racetracks within 90 miles of each other, and the expenses will actually be less, folks. They're going to get more racing in one weekend than driving to multiple tracks across the country. We just thought it was a great idea to work for the drivers, the teams, as well as the racetracks and the fans.
1: I like it. Sounds like a great idea.
6: Yes, it's been very well received. I know the series, uh, Joe Schmelling and Aaron Creed, the marketing guys, they do everything they can to you know make everyone happy with the series. They took the 2020 year off as a result of the COVID pandemic. Uh, hopefully this gets out of here and they'll be able to start off strong. But we all work together, UMI, Ryan myself, uh, the entire management team here at Jennerstown. And, you know, we're always a, a fan of the Super Cup Stock Car Series. A lot of our former drivers, uh, John Komarinsky, I shouldn't say former drivers because John still races. Uh, Lauren Butler still races. My understanding is she's going to run some late models again this year in the Snooky Williams car. Uh, Lauren runs Super Cup. Um, Aaron, uh, Kevin Cromer from out east. He's raced at the Speedway many times and won many races in the Super Cup. These drivers are really excited for Double Headed Weekend. Uh, It's been very well-received in the Super Cup Series. So we're excited, and I'm excited to go to a different track. You know, Dawn, last year, outside of Jennerstown Speedway, I only made it to one other racetrack the whole year, which was the Evergreen Speedway out east. So I'm excited to spend Friday, June 18th at Clearfield and head to Jennerstown on Saturday.
1: Sounds like an excellent idea. You know, I have people everywhere, and I hear names from time to time, and I'm hearing the name Jeff Giles, do you want to fill in the blanks?
6: Well, it's a little bit of a name of a blast from the past, Don. And, you know, sometimes I go around and I go on Facebook and, you know, names pop up, you may know someone or whatever. You're like, man, that's a guy who used to race motor drum years ago. And it's crazy how I think our phones are spying on us because one day his name pops up, next thing you know, I'm seeing on Facebook that, Jeff Giles is looking for a pro stock for Jennerstown Speedway for 2021. Um, folks, if you're not familiar with the name Jeff Giles, Jeff Giles was not only a competitor at Motor Drum Speedway, but he was also a winner. He and his brother both competed. Uh, they won races in the four cylinders, they won races in the charger division, uh, and then he did a brief stint in the modified. Didn't have a whole lot of success in the modified, took some years off, and here we are, 10, 12 years later, he will be competing in the New 602 Pro Stock Division at Jennerstown Speedway. So, Don, this is why I think this division is going to be so successful in years to come. I think it's going to be great this year, 10 to 12 cars right out of the gate. But it is just going to grow. We mention Chuck Tesler every year or every week on the show. Chris Brink will be driving that division. Del Kimberly, um, Patrick Parlock, who's a former four cylinder driver and winner at Jennerstown Speedway, is working on a car. Um, Trent Clark purchased the former Zane Farrell late model that's going to be competing in the 602 class. Jim Bryce, who's a former competitor at Motor Drum Speedway in the truck divisions and several other divisions, and he's going to have a teammate named Preston Cope. They're going to have two cars. So every time you turn around, there's more and more excitement for this new division. And I believe it's because of the economics. And I think you're going to continue to see guys that haven't raced in the last five, seven, eight, ten years you know what i can still do this so i hate to say it but i'm going to be the biggest chucky kessler fan because chucky's going to be the oldest guy in the field and if he goes out there and has success then everybody's going to come out and come racing for us so i'm a chucky <laughs> kessler fan right now
1: i like that well not. it makes sense that if zane sold his car what's he going to drive
6: Well, uh, Zane Farrell Racing has actually just recently purchased a Port City late model that was from a gentleman that competed with the CRA series out in Indiana. So Zane will be making a manufacturer change from his Grand American race car from down in Alabama to a Port City car, which seems to be pretty much the favor of the drivers here at Jennerstown Speedway. Um, There are several different chassis manufacturers represented. Um, A lot of guys do favor the Port City Uh, We have Scott Stern, who actually runs a Pathfinder chassis. Uh, Scott has every intention to run as many races as he possibly can this year. Uh, He's actually an airplane mechanic, so his job keeps him really busy, but been talking to Scott quite a bit. He's going to return to quite a bit of competition in 2021. Um, We have some cars. I think the Mark Smith Racing Stables, I think they race Port City Hamkey Combinations. Going down through here, Joey Maruka runs a Seneca performance car. Uh, let's see. I think Jeremiah Koontz has a Hamke car. He plans to run some races this year. Eldon King had a Fury car, but I heard he's making a switch to Port City. Let's see. Albert Franson runs Van Doren Equipment. So it's it's exciting to see four, five, six different chassis manufacturers competing at Jennerstown Speedway. I think we're starting to create a little bit of alliances and rivalry with you know, it's always been Ford versus Chevy, but if you keep track of the short track racing community and you watch the races down south, it's all about the chassis manufacturers anymore. So it's exciting to have a little bit of that breathing here in the air here at Jennerstown. I mentioned earlier Lauren Butler's going to plan on running some super, uh, some late model races. She'll be piloting the Smoky Williams Mobile, which I believe is a Howe chassis. So I think that's five or six different Uh, chassis manufacturers gone
1: that is wonderful fans if you're just joining us I'm talking to Bill Rebar from Jennerstown Speedway Bill a wise promoter always tries to utilize the facility even when it's not a race night I understand there's something big coming in on July 24th
6: yeah Saturday July 24th uh, there's no racing at the Speedway we think it's a good time to give everybody a little bit of a break go away with their families if they need to But in its place, we have the All-Star Monster Truck Tour. Last two years, biggest event at the Speedway. Uh, Two years ago, standing room only, backed up everywhere, packed. This past year, still huge crowd, even in the middle of the pandemic. So what we decided to do in 2021 to help spread that crowd out a little bit, to help give people the opportunity, if they can't be there on Saturday, July 24th, we're actually adding, and this is breaking news on Wrappin' on Racing, on Friday, July 23rd, will be the first of two All-Star Monster Truck shows. So Friday, July 23rd, uh, we're still working on a schedule. That's why the tickets haven't been posted or whatever yet. There will be a All-Star Monster Truck Tour, six trucks in competition, as well as freestyle motocross, on new to the speedway the monster trucks have been there before but the dirt bikes have not so we're going to have freestyle motocross they're going to be tricks and backflips things like that at the speedway both friday july 23rd and saturday july 24th it only made sense they were already there why not run two shows give more fans the opportunity i know lake erie speedway does two shows and they pretty much double the crowd so we're hoping to give more people the chance to come visit Jennerstown Speedway for the first time and hopefully come back for a racing event.
1: You never cease to amaze me when you're thinking outside the box. I have to believe it's because of your teacher training, and the tech ed teachers were always one step ahead of everybody else. This is really great. Um, is there anything else we need to cover?
6: I'm hoping by next month I have something else. we got at least one more really big thing brewing. Uh, if this comes out, this will be pretty much never done at the Speedway in the fashion that we're doing. I'm just going to leave it out there as a teaser. I'm kind of in a confidentiality agreement. If it's not next month, hopefully it's the month after. But we have a really, really big idea planned that I'm hoping it comes to fruition so I don't have to explain after if it doesn't. Um, but we're just waiting on some T's to get crossed and some I's to get dotted but I think it'll be a great, great treat for the fans, the community, as well as the racers.
1: Well, as usual, an excellent report. I want to thank you for being with us tonight, and you have a wonderful evening.
4: Thanks again, Don. Always a pleasure. This portion of Wrapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and
0: meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Thomas Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020.
4: Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Wrappin' On Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Rappingonracing.com on racing.com or hulu television you can also listen on your computer iphone or ipad don and his co-hosts present the good the bad and the ugly of local racing the two-hour show features local track reports special guests driver interviews and all of the national racing news check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com.
5: And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. Six nights of racing at one track. Yes, it was the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series Winter Nationals at East Bay Raceway Park in Florida. The Lucas Oil Series actually began their Southern Winter Nationals at Alltech Raceway in Lake City, Florida last weekend, with the Friday event rained out and Kyle Larson jumping in, the Rumley Number 6 again, winning the Saturday event over Devin Moran and Mike Marlar. Then it was on to East Bay for the first of six nights of racing on Monday, January 25th. Heat races were won by Kyle Bronson, Brandon Shepard, Tyler Erb, Brandon Overton, Hudson O'Neill, and Tanner English. The B-Mains went to Dennis Herb Jr. and Jimmy Owens. The 30-lap feature was marred by numerous caution flags. Track conditions resulted in drivers having difficulty turning. The last nine laps finally went caution-free, and Hudson O'Neill emerged as the winner. In victory lane, O'Neill talked about starting off the week with a win with his new team.
7: You know, new team, uh, new crew, new everything, you know, so it's uh, awesome to come out here and have this early success, and it's a boost for not only me, but for the crew, too, and the car owners and everybody involved. You know, it's a uh, it's whole team effort, and I just couldn't do without each and every one of them. Uh, unbelievable to get a win here on the first night at East Bay.
5: The top ten for the first night at East Bay, Hudson O'Neill the winner, followed by Brandon Shepard, Brandon Overton, Devin Moran and Earl Pearson, Jr., 6 through 6-10, Tony Jackson, Jr., Tyler Erb, Tanner English, Mike Marler, and Jeff Matthews. Night number two on Tuesday night at East Bay met another 30 lap feature. The heats went to Tanner English, Kyle Bronson, Brandon Overton, Brian Shirley, Brandon Shepard, and Shane Clanton. Mike Marlar and Kyle Strickler won the B-Mains. A light fog came over the track just as the feature was to begin, which helped to make the track a little slick, and the cautions this time came at the beginning of the feature and Brian Shirley was the early leader. But the race came down to a battle between Tyler Herb and Brandon Overton, with Herb making a late-race pass and overcoming a last lap caution to win the race. Before passing for the lead, Herb said he had a decision to make while following Brandon Shepard.
2: I was watching Shep, and, you know, he could hang down there, hang down there, and I just thought, man, he's going to get to lead if I don't, you know, stay down here with him and, uh, You know, it was just, he. it was a big hole getting into one and just able to capitalize once there. And, you know, Brandon was really good and he got into lap traffic and uh, was just able to make a a couple good moves there.
5: Tyler Herb, the winner on night two, followed by Brandon Overton, Brian Shirley, Josh Richards, Kyle Bronson, and then six through 10 Tanner English, Johnny Scott, Hudson O'Neill, Devin Moran, and Tyler Bruning. Night number three on Wednesday meant an extra 10 laps for the feature and the first rain of the week. Before the rains came, heat races were won by Boom Briggs, Ryan Shirley, Cal Bronson, Bobby Pierce, Mason Ziegler, and Tyler Erb. The first two B-Mains went to Jonathan Davenport and Ashton Winger. Then rain came during the third B-Main, forcing series officials to move that race and the feature to Thursday night. We'll give you those results after the regularly scheduled Thursday events. And with the weather better on Thursday, racing got underway again with the six heat races. Winning those heat races on night number four were Brandon Shepard, Bobby Pierce, Will Harrington, Mark Whitener, Jimmy Owens, and Brandon Overton. The three B-Mains went to Tony Jackson Jr., Billy Moyer, and Tanner English. In the feature, Stormy Scott passed Brian Shirley for the lead on lap seven, and for the first time during the week, the track locked down with no one daring to pull out the pass. So that meant Scott hung on for his first Lucas Oil Series win. Scott talked about the need to stay on the bottom of the track.
7: Well, I knew when I moved up the track just a little bit, I couldn't steer, and I started watching in front of me, and I noticed that nobody else could steer up there either. So I just figured as long as, even though it felt like I could get out and run faster, as long as I didn't get off the bottom, if somebody could get by me in that middle, then they deserve
5: this win more than me. The top ten for the regularly scheduled event. On Thursday night, Stormy Scott the winner, Kyle Bronson second, followed by Tim McCready, Frank Heckenass Jr. and Brian Shirley, 6-10 Mike Marlar, Ricky Thornton Jr., Ross Bales, Brandon Overton, and Ashton Winger. In the makeup race after Tyler Bruning won the third B-Main, the track was in better shape, and so was Josh Richards, going to a backup car after his primary car was severely damaged in the first feature. Richards took the lead from Mark Whitener on lap 7, and he held off Brandon Overton after a final lap caution to get his first win of the week and he became the third straight winner to come from the ninth starting position. In victory lane, Richard said it was great to come back after the wreck in the first feature.
7: I was so frustrated in that first race. I felt like we had a really good car and had to take a provisional and got up through there a little bit, and we just ended up destroying our primary car. Uh, I can't thank the Ziegler crew enough for uh, Brian and everybody on that crew, Buck, for, for helping us out and get this thing changed back over for tonight. And this is the first lap it's made. I'm actually kind of glad we crashed the other one. So
4: it feels, uh, feels really good.
5: <laughs> the top ten for the night number 3 makeup race. Josh Richards the winner, Brandon Overton second, Hudson O'Neill third, followed by Brian Shirley and Devin Moran. Six through ten, Ricky Thornton Jr., Frank Heckenass Jr., Cal Bronson, Brandon Shepard, and Jimmy Owens. Night number 5 on Friday, but another 10 laps would be added to the feature, meaning the main event would be 50 laps. The heat race winners were Brian Shirley, Boom Briggs, Shane Clanton, Brandon Overton, Jimmy Owens, and Bobby Pierce. B-Mains went to Jonathan Davenport, Hunter O'Neill, and Devin Moran. In the feature, Brian Shirley was strong, leading twice for a total of 20 laps, but he was later forced to retire from the race. Mike Barler and Tim McCready led briefly in the middle part of the race, but Brandon Overton took over the Tom spot on lap 29, and the points leader cruised from there to the win. Overton said it was good to finally get the win after running well all week.
8: You got to be lucky. I just got the lead right there at the right time, right before it started streaking up. So, uh, but I knew if I just kept hanging around the top three, you know, I'd get us one for the end of the
7: week. I was starting to feel like I was going to leave here without winning, and that wasn't suiting well with me, so uh, I'm glad we got it done.
5: The top ten for night number five, Brandon Overton, the winner, followed by Tyler Bruning, Tim McCready, Devin Moran, and Shane Clanton. Mark Whitener, Hudson O'Neill, Earl Pearson Jr., Billy Moyer Jr., and Josh Richards rounded out the top ten. By the way, heat number five featured an incident between Mason Ziegler and Tyler Erb, with Ziegler hitting into Erb during a slide job pass, knocking Erb from a qualifying spot. After the conclusion of the race, Erb ran into Ziegler's car and that earned Herb a disqualification for the rest of the night from Lucas Oil Series race officials. The final night of racing at East Bay on Saturday meant another 50-lap feature event with the biggest purse of the week and $15,000 to the winner. This time, heat races were won by Kyle Bronson, Tim McCready, Mark Whitner, Brandon Shepard, Tyler Herb, and Jonathan Davenport. The B-Mains went to Brandon Overton, Greg Satterley, and Johnny Scott, and in the third B-Main, Colton Flinner, finished second. His first really good run of the week, and it meant he qualified for the 50-lap feature. And in that feature, Brandon Shepard led the first 13 laps of the race until Tyler Erb was able to get by him on lap 14. Herb held on to the point until a lap 19 restart when Tim McCready took over the top spot. McCready started to pull away from the field, but a caution with 32 laps down tightened up the field once again. On the restart, Erb went from third in the running order to the lead. After a caution, Erb stretched his lead out over Davenport, but Davenport made it close at the end, coming to within one car length of the winner at the Checkers. And winner Tyler Erb talked about going for it on the restart.
8: The top was pretty hard to run there and uh, gave up the lead on a restart. And I was like, man, that might be the race. And,
2: you know, McCready drove off. He was really good. And, just, uh, you know, really didn't have nothing to lose on the restart, so I picked the top and got a really good run, and he just kind of missed the bottom getting into one, and I was able to get by him, and my lead got a little bit close at the end, so just uh, tried to hit my marks and got real wide that last corner and hope for the best.
5: Meanwhile, Jonathan Davenport was just happy to finally have a good run.
9: He was pretty good, but we was reeling him in there at the end, and then I probably just should have tried to move around a little bit earlier, but the week we've had, we just went ahead and uh, stuck in there for a second, and I thought, well, why not for the last lap? I throw the Hail Mary at it, but just, uh, we, we got one car tore up that we something's wrong with, we don't know what it is, but we'll, we'll figure it out, so I didn't want to tear another one up trying to get to the lead when we finally had a good uh, points night here, so uh, just to thank my guys for st- sticking with me, we, we finally got us the top three.
5: The top ten for the final night of the Winter Nationals, Tyler Erb, the winner, followed by Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Shepard, Tim McCready, and Hudson O'Neill. And six through ten went to Bobby Pierce, Boom Briggs, Brandon Overton, Josh Richards, and Ricky Thornton Jr. By the way, Colton Flinner finished eighteenth. Reporting on the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series Winter Nationals, I'm Bill Korch for Rapid Unracing.
4: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would
3: like to thank all of our marketing partners who've helped make the 2020 season a huge success. Deal Automotive, Admar Construction Equipment, Keystone Coachworks, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, RockAuto.com, Mastro Ice, RacingJunk.com, Miley Truck Rental, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, K&N Filters, Yingling, Octane Graphics, Precise Racing Products, Allegheny West Magazine, Zaren Truck and Automotive, Basel Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, and Summit Racing Equipment. PPMS would also like to congratulate our 2020 division champions. In the late models, Ben Police. In the pro stocks, Dave McManus. In the hobby stocks, Stephen Sheltman. In the four cylinders, Philip Bubeck. And in the young guns, Noah Bubeck. Be sure to check out PPMS.com during the entire offseason and get all the information you need about the 2021 season at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
1: All right, fans, joining us now, Hall of Fame driver and car owner, Lynn Geisler. Lynn, good evening. How are you?
10: I'm good. I'm good. Nice evening that it is.
1: You've had a pretty busy couple of weeks here, Uh, a lot of things going on, and one thing that I wasn't aware of, and I'd like to start with that, since there's going to be a driver change in your car, I guess you've had several drivers, and I'd like you to list them. For our listeners, because there's a lot there that I didn't know about.
10: Yeah, I, I, but to tell you the truth, I didn't realize it either. And someone brought it up to me. We were just talking and talking about Alex getting in the car and how many different people drove it. And we actually, my brother and I, started thinking about it. And, and it, it was it was a pretty significant list to tell you the truth. And I I, I would probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have guess myself until I thought about it. But yeah been some good people in that car and but as the list goes um Tom Peck drove it obviously uh Roy Miller drove it when my back was broken um Chuck Kennedy drove it one night at Larnerville Eddie Bragoon drove it one night at PMS um Rick Eckert drove it Freddie Smith drove it um Lou Braddish drove it, and Bobby Warren Jr. drove it. And That's, I, th- uh, I, th- I really didn't realize there were that many people. And I guess I, I skipped, uh, Barber drove it.
1: Keith Barber, yeah. drove it one night. And yeah, I, You know, what's ironic is all of them, Hall of Fame drivers, <laughs> you have good taste when you need to put someone in the car. <laughs> and, I understand- right, and,
10: not to, and not to be remiss, um, Nick Jones drove it. Yeah, that's right. Nick drove it one night
1: at PMS, and then I understand that Ed Furie actually had Number One Cochrane on his car when he was running the asphalt at Jennerstown. So uh, the roots, yep, uh, exactly, are pretty deep. You know, you were oh, on, yeah, you were on a nice podcast with Eric Westendorf uh, recently, and one of the questions that I really liked, he asked you who your toughest competitors were. Can you share that?
10: Yeah, I, that's that's a question that comes up, and you know, realistically, I you know, everyone associates and, and figure that it would be John. Well, John and I had a lot of a lot of notorious battles, but I didn't really. I think the most was Bob Waring. I mean, when when I first got started, Bob was the guy in Western Pennsylvania and late models, and I and you have to respect everything that he's done and that that's who I kind of set the benchmark with for where where I thought I had a chance at going um and obviously Mark Benal was was a really good competitor um Ben Molly these guys were all in my era so to speak and uh that's who I considered the competition to be
1: yeah and also on that podcast you can correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, you would, people would think that you wouldn't want to even talk to John Flinner because of your battles, but I guess he's a neighbor and fill it in for oh, you. Yeah.
10: John and I lived probably almost within walking distance and realistically we're good friends. I mean, it, it's just, you know, on the racetrack, the the competition of it was just, was just too great. That's all. and And, and I'll, I'll take a little blame. I mean, we both had trouble drawing a line where to be, and then it turned into it turned into that kind of thing. But as far as John was concerned, I mean, we're, we were we were friends. I mean, hey, we could tear each other's car up on Friday and be giving each other parts on Saturday to go racing. You know, that, but that's just the way the sport operates.
1: That's not just John and I. That's the beauty of the sport. You know, you have 109 feature wins at Lernerville, second only to Waring. You're behind him by eight. And then as far as championships for this team this year, okay, Ed Faree was champ in 85 and 86. You were champ 89, 92, 93, 94, and 2006. Then Alex comes in, and he has 20 wins there. Champion 207, 208, 209, 213, 214, 215. 13 combined championships between the Freeze and Geisler. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, Yeah, I never really
10: thought about it that way. Bring things up and give me a little knowledge, but yeah, that's 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 quite a quite an accomplishment,
1: really. Then, uh, most recently, uh, we were contacted uh, by someone uh, that uh, Dale Junior wanted you to do a show at Pennsburg on Lost Speedways. Tell us a little bit about how that happened.
10: Yeah, I you know I was contacted by the producer of that show. And came up that, you know, I actually had raced there in the first race and the last race as far as dirt tracks were concerned. And, um, sort of needed a narrator from a competitor standpoint. And it, it was an enjoyable program, really. I went down and spent about an hour doing the interview and spent some time at the racetrack. Was a little surprised at the condition of the facility. At, it's really almost, or probably nicer than when we raced there. Um, all the grass was mowed and things were maintained. And the county actually helps do that. And they've done a really nice job of it. Uh, I've got a small go kart track on the back straightaway. Um, really pretty nice facility. And was able to bring up some points about the speedway that I felt from a driver's standpoint to add to the show.
1: And that'll be on the Peacock channel. And once we get the information, we'll share it with everybody. Now, let's focus on currently uh, getting prepared here for this season, starting up in a couple of months. Uh, what's the progress check with uh, you and Alex?
10: We've been, uh, been moving along, actually. I'm going down to uh, Charlotte to pick up the motor at the motor shop here next week. That'll get us rolling along. The car's... Car's been gone over. Um, we're waiting to do some bodying on it and decaling, but that's basically we're we're moving along. We're pretty well ready to go.
1: Now, if I understand it right, main focus will be Lernerville on Friday nights, and I know Alex when I talk to him. He thinks that's wonderful because it's close enough that his family can see him racing where they don't have to drive three hours in one direction to see him and then three hours to get back. How about Saturdays or Sundays? What's the schedule there, if any?
10: I think that's, that, that's sort of going to be up to Alex. Um, my, my concern is uh, racing at Lernerville um, primarily um, because of Cochrane and their sponsorship, and we want to carry that on for another year that's my interest. And Alex will probably run his own car on Fridays or Saturdays and Sundays at Choices, wherever he wants to go.
1: It's a perfect scenario. And, you know, and you mentioned, Cochran, this is your 40th year at Cochrane. I am not aware of anybody with that long period of time for a sponsor.
10: Well, it is an accomplishment. It's sort of almost in a testament to how old I am, but that's beside the point. Um, it's been a, it's really been a good relationship, and I would and I've said this many times. I would never have been able to do the kind of job that I did for them if it wasn't for Jack Crawl. I mean, Jack, Jack, they gave me the benchmark of where to be from a sponsorship standpoint, and had a lot of help at getting to where we were able to make it a really bona fide deal.
1: Well I know early on when Bob uh first told Jack, I want you to do this, uh, he pretty much gave him an open hand. And then later on, when Rob took over, he also became very supportive. And I know there's been many times, and you and I, same situation, where Rob would want your car, and at the time, the pace car, had some sort of a function somewhere. And uh, you, you were a natural for making sure that whatever Cochran needed you provided it. Anything in your uh, realm of the racing?
10: Well, it, you know, I'll be honest. It, it was easy for me. I, I enjoyed the things that the sponsorship allowed me to do. It was, you know, having a, a kids fan club, having a, you, know, you know a fan club of any kind. All the friends that I got to meet, um, doing the sponsorship nights at the racetrack. I. Yeah, I enjoyed those things, and, and they were the perfect avenue for me to broaden my, my enjoyment in the speed and racing other than just driving the car.
1: I think it's going to be an excellent season. We're talking to Lynn Geisler, and if you didn't know who it was, you must be new to this sport. I want to thank you for being with us tonight and wish you well for 2021.
10: There you go. Thank you very much. I'm happy to do it. Yeah, I'm looking to have some fun and have some luck as well. I'm sure Alex is too. Okay, thanks, Don.
5: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com.
11: Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24 7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
5: Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com.
0: dream to be out there the leader of the pack i have to wait all week for sunday but it never comes too fast. when they hit that track they ain't looking back they don't give
9: no price for last it's quite a ride. there's only one thing on the mass that's being the worst across that Race fans, I'm standing here with the pilot of the Millertown pick-apart, Todd's Auto Body, Woody's uh, Rocket, the driver from Sarver, Pennsylvania, multiple-time Lurieville Track Champion, former PPMS Champion. This is Mike Norris. Mike, let's recap the 2020 season. How would you rate it? You guys um, spent time between the two cars, and a decent year, but how would you rate it compared to the success you've had before?
8: I would just say it was 2020. You know, we've had a lot of ups and downs. We've had some bad luck, but uh, we've had some good luck, too, just haven't had the results to kind of show our speed. We've had a lot of seconds and thirds and top fives, and we've had some mechanical failures. But, I mean, all in all, we've had a fun year, but it's, you know, it's discouraging for me because we haven't got the wins, and we've been really close. But we've raced a lot of, you know, stiff competition and tried to branch out. So, it's you know, it's another good year, in my opinion, just not a lot of good results. Now, in
9: 2020, you uh, you accomplished a, uh, a feat that maybe wasn't on the radar at the beginning of the year, but in your first ever crate race, you went out and won the biggest race on the Rush Series this year, the Juke George uh, down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Motor Speedway, driving for your brother-in-law, Nico DeBecco. Were you able to take anything from the Super where you won a championship there and put it in that crate car or just the track knowledge?
8: I think the track knowledge was the biggest thing. Being able to know where to run at that place and how much momentum is huge there. And uh, a crate car, it seems to be all momentum. I mean, just keep your momentum up, keep your momentum up. So I think having so many laps around there and then really liking that place is what helped me the most. And Nico put me in a really good piece, and we were able to spend a good solid week on dialing it in, and that was the highlight of our year for sure. Um, Shame it is, that's most money I've ever won. But... uh, hopefully we can change that uh but that was special you know had the whole family come together and i know nico enjoyed it and uh yeah i'll forget i'll never forget that
9: and i guess probably what midway through uh 2019 you got to ride with todd's auto body in the o2 and picked up world of outlaw win and had some success and uh You know, is it easier when you're jumping into somebody else's car? Because up to that point, you really only drove the family car. And now you're getting the attention. You got the ride with Todd Terenza. You got the ride in the Freak Motorsports car. And you've won in everything you've driven. So, I mean, that says a lot for you as a driver. But is it more pressure, less pressure being in somebody else's car versus your own?
8: Um, for somebody like Todd, it's about the same. You know, I care for this car as much as I do my own, and Todd's a very cool owner. He gives me everything I need, but at the same time, you know, if we do tear it up or whatever, you know, he's very understanding about it. He puts zero pressure on me. Todd just, I think he just loves racing. Obviously, he's had a car forever, and, uh, you know, I haven't had very many car owners, and I'd put him up there with the best of them, you know. It's just, we got a really good thing going, and uh, there was a little pressure on doing the crate deal just because, you know everybody expected us to do good so you know you if you didn't it was like well what's the matter but uh i don't know it was both both of them were special and todd puts me in really good stuff so it's really hard for me to not run good in it you know unless i screw it up so it's hard to not run good when you got this good of a piece and we've got a lot of good product sponsors and you know different things backing us that makes it a little easier
9: how do you decide what you're going to run and where you're going to run? Is You taking the 02, you taking the 72, um, you know, do you have certain tracks or certain, maybe like the OMS deal, you're only using Todd's car for the, or bigger shows you're using Todd and run the family car at the local stuff, or you, you know, I mean, they're both rockets, but are they pretty much the same car, you know? different shocks or anything or you try to keep everything the same so it doesn't matter what you're in you know how the car will will react
8: they're pretty much the same we run the same shocks on both cars really whatever i feel comfortable with i'll run on both of them they're the same thing just a different color they're the same year cars both of them you know mine's a 16 this is a 16 um just it really depends on todd he doesn't like to go super far away so we kind of stay within, like, a three-hour radius for Todd. Um, but he'll race wherever, and anything after that, it's up to us. So we, we like hitting the Eldoras and the bigger stuff with our family car. And, you know, obviously like going to Lernerville because we have a lot of local sponsors that support us, and we like to show support for them at Lernerville. So it's it's pretty much up in there. We'll kind of go week to week on where we're going to go. And we, we plan stuff like this particular event um, weeks in advance. We knew we were taking this car just... I don't know. It's kind of a just as-we-go type schedule. What
9: does 2021 hold? Um, are you going to be heading down to Speed Weeks in Florida? I know you've been doing that, what, probably the past six, seven years or so. And, um, you know, are you going to maybe go back to Learnerville and uh, race more just to keep your skills in the car? Or will any chance of us seeing a Millertown pick apart crate car?
8: Probably no on the crate car, and we'll probably do the same thing we did this year. F- as far as speed weeks, it's all just to be determined. You know, I'd like to go to East Bay if we can maybe go there a couple nights, then back to Volusia for, you know, finish out the week, take a you know a break in the middle. That's probably something more along the lines of what we'll do. But as far as, you know, we, probably, we won't run Lernerville weekly, I don't think, just because I like being able to venture out and hit the big money stuff and, you know, definitely still go there when there's nothing else going on, but... I feel like it. What made me a better driver was, you know, harnessing that place, and then going out and coming to places that I'm not comfortable with, and you know, really trying to excel there. So we will pretty much about the same thing. Hopefully, if we're still here in 2021. Well, you started
9: out. Um, started out, your unique driver. Not many drivers can go from winning a feature at Learnerville on Friday night to winning a feature at the big half mile at PMS the following night. And it just shows how well you adapt and how good of a driver you are. And the more seat time you get, the better you are. But do you have a preference? Do you like the smaller tracks or do you like the bigger tracks?
8: I've always liked the bigger tracks. You know, the Pittsburghs, the Port Royal, even here at Bedford. I just like the speed. It seems to really separate somebody who has a, a well-prepared car and you know is smooth and keeps the car straight i, I really like them tracks where you got to keep the car really straight but they're really fast pittsburgh's my favorite place i love that place you know i'd if they ran more open shows there would be there more it's just i i love that place i don't know i prefer the bigger ones but we've done really good at small ones too you know some of the smaller tracks get really racy and you're really sideways and really elbows up and i like them both but if i'd have to pick one i'd take pittsburgh all day long Anybody you want to thank while you have the chance, sponsors, car owners, pit crew. Oh, I got to thank my dad, Mike Norris and uh Todd serenza and everybody that's given me an opportunity over the years and uh Brian Dougherty from Integra Shocks, my my uh brother-in-law Dakota does a lot for me now and my wife, my mom, my sister, um Nico helps me and you know, we are one big family here. Dakota's dad's getting involved. Um Jim Brogerman and uh we just got one big happy family here and we're trying to have a good time and it's just enjoying the ride. Race fans, keep your eye on the Crusher, pilot of the O2. i got to thank my grandparents, too. They're in Florida. My grandma will probably listen to this, but uh, they're huge supporters of me. My grandparents on both sides, aunts and uncles, you know, D&D, Millerstown, everybody. Race fans, that's the pilot of the O2-72. Todd's Auto Body, Millertown
9: Pickup Parts, d d Auto Salvage, Rocket. His name is Mike Norris.
0: This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources.
4: The Jennerstown Speedway Complex is located in the scenic Laurel Mountains of Somerset County, Pennsylvania, in the town of Jennerstown, at the intersections of Route 30 and Route 985. Experience the thrill of Jennerstown Speedway with its 550 feet of 6-degree straightaways and over 700 feet of 9-degree sweeping corners. Jennerstown Speedway serves as the host for five divisions of weekly racing series every Saturday evening from May to September. Weekly divisions include late models, modifieds, street stocks, charger, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include IMSA Super Modifieds, Super Cup Stock Car Series, the Race of Champions Modifieds, Spectator Gates open at 4 p.m. with racing starting at 6 p.m., allowing for even the youngest fans the opportunity to experience the entire action-packed show. The ownership and staff of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex take great pride in providing fun and affordable family entertainment. At the completion of each weekly event, Everyone in attendance is invited into the pit area to meet their favorite drivers and see the cars up close and in person. For upcoming events and special promotions, you can visit Jennerstown.org or follow them on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Batiki Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At the Track. Joining us now on the profabrication.com hotline, the dirt car winner nationals modified champion, Drake the Kid Troutman from Pennsylvania. And hey, Drake, welcome to the show. Uh, man, uh, you, out of nowhere, uh, you know, one win and then picking up two. How great was uh, that week to run those modifieds down there at East Bay in the dirt car world?
12: Man, it, it was definitely uh, special. You know, it, I was uh, really happy that we had some speed. We competitive um you know uh everything definitely worked out how uh how I wanted it to but you know the first night starting with this year you know with some momentum uh winning her first night down here was definitely uh a boost in her sales um just does, so, does hey, just keep you going
4: does winning that early in the season in that night in in the week Um, does it, does it tweak though a little bit of pressure as well as put wind in your sails? Do you think, Oh man, I got to go do something close to this again. Does it feel like that some?
12: Yeah. I mean, like I know that, um, I'm capable of doing it. Um, I know that my car's capable of doing it, my crew and, um, I, I just, I need to, um, keep it going. You know what I mean? I need Mm -hmm. my part and everything needs to, needs to. Keep on going the way it's going.
4: Drake Troutman on the ProFabrication.com hotline. ProFabrication headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. Quality that wins. So, Drake, you you won two. Uh, were they were were each different? Which one do you think? you had to, you know, rely on the team to give you a good car and good setup, or which one did you have to get up on the wheel and kind of, you know, wheel it there to be able to get that second victory or first one? Which, how did, how did the two play out?
12: Well, you know, it, it, you won a lot of your races in a race shop. You know, you got to be prepared whenever you go there. And, um, you know, we had everything pretty planned out. We know that we had a good race car and, uh, we were talking to Jimmy Mars and stuff. And, uh, AJ and all them guys out at MB Customs race cars, um, and they, they got us in the right direction or where we needed to be. And, uh, we just applied it to the car. We didn't really change a whole lot of anything all week to be honest with you. So it was pretty good.
4: And it's great to have a uh, super organization and smart people like Jimmy Myers and the rest of them behind, uh, Drake Troutman, our guest on the profabrication.com hotline. And you talk about winning it at the shop. You you really have been building this kind of momentum a while. I remember first seeing you when you jumped over and tried some pavement stuff at Jennerstown and, you know, uh, now running not only, uh, the modified that you won, but the late model. What, uh, what do you think has been, uh, that recipe that is now starting to click for you as it learning from, you know, any of those in particular or all of them together?
12: Um, honestly, uh, you know, just, just a lot of hard work and, um, Like you said, it's just kind of all clicking right now, you know, with my driving experience, you know, the older I'm getting and, uh, the more that we race, the, the better, um, I am as a driver, you know, Mm so we, uh, it's just kind of all clicking right now. Like you said, it's the whole operation is just good and, you know, we're going to continue to work and hopefully keep finding speed.
4: Drake Troutman on the profabrication.com hotline. Well, they call you a kid. Well, how old are you now? I'm uh, 16. Oh, yeah. You're definitely getting old now, right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, when did you start? When when did, uh, and and where did you pick up the kid nickname?
12: Uh, I started whenever I was 11. And um, it just, it kind of came to me, you know, because I was so young. Mm-hmm. So people just started calling me a kid, and that's how it went.
4: Well, from what uh, all I know and speaking with your family and interviewing you uh, at other places and times, uh, you've got maturity that's beyond it. Uh, one of the things I thought your dad shared with me off uh, air was that uh, unlike most 16-year-olds, you don't have this uh, cell phone attached to your ear and your hand all the time. How are you able to, uh, you know, a lot of the parents listening in would love to know what's the secret to getting the cell phone out of your hand so you're a better driver? Well,
12: honestly, where are we? Where we live at, I don't have any cell phone service, and <laughs> where my race shops at, we don't have any cell phone service. But I don't know. I mean, I just don't really care about it, you know. I I got too much stuff going on with racing, and I know that if I want to, you know, be good, I gotta I gotta have all my focuses towards that. You know, I dropped I dropped all my sports so I could focus on my, you know, my racing stuff, and um, hopefully, hopefully one day I'll be able to make it where I want to.
4: Drake Troutman is certainly on his way. He picked up two victories last week in Florida at East Bay Raceway in the Dirt Car Winter Nationals in the Modified Division, and you can just see one of the rising stars in racing and racing both Dirt uh, Modified and Dirt Late Model. Do you you have a preference? What's the kind of the future goals for uh, Drake Troutman if we, uh, you know, could launch ahead, you know, three, four, five years, uh, where do you see yourself?
12: Honestly, uh... I like to see myself in Luke's Soil or World Outlaws or something, but you know these guys are just so so tough, and uh, you know that that's my dream. Um, what would happen? You know, I don't know, but I sure hope so. You know, it's definitely not going to be from lack of work or effort. So we're just going to keep on keep on trucking along and hopefully we can make it there one day
4: pennsylvania's drake troutman on the profabrication.com hotline well i know you're 16 now and you probably don't have it up there anymore but when you were 11 12 who were the guys that uh were up on on the bedroom wall there on the shop wall as a as a young guy who were your your heroes who do you look up to
12: man uh, they're still up there you know <laughs> i'm still fairly young and Uh, you know, locally, you know, we had guys like Mason Ziegler and Greg Satterley or Rick Eckert, but I've always liked, uh, Jonathan Downport. He's always been one of my favorite drivers and, you know, it's pretty cool being able to, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say race with them guys, but at least be at the same track.
4: Man, that has got to be awesome. And, uh, (laughs) Drake Troutman, a, a dream being fulfilled for him as he gets to race uh, in late models against those guys he mentioned and winning the Dirt Car Modified Winter Nationals title last week uh, at East Bay Raceway in Florida. Definitely one to watch. And uh, Drake the Kid Troutman is where most of the social media is out there for folks to find you? Yep. Uh,
12: it's uh, Drake the Kid Troutman Racing on Facebook. On Instagram, it's just Troutman race.
4: Well, there you go, folks. Uh, keep an eye on Drake the Kid Troutman. Follow him because a lot of folks are and they can't catch him. He is a winner. Drake, thanks for joining us. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative
0: Power Sources.
5: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact fine. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720, that's 724-443-5720, or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com.
11: Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway
5: right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com.
1: All right, fans, joining us now is Dave McManus, the three-time champion at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing
13: good, Don. Thanks for having
1: me on. Hey, we like to highlight the champions, and you're the champ. Now, uh, I know you started back around 1987. You got a title at Motordrome. But the three at Pittsburgh, you know, the win down there, big track, a lot of room, a lot of competition. Uh, when you got the first one, what year was that?
13: Uh, t- 2016 was the first championship they yeah. had there.
1: And then were they consecutive or was there some...
13: Uh, we had uh, we had back-to-backs. We had 2016, 2017, and then uh, this past year, 2020.
1: Now, it's, get, correct me if I'm wrong here, but there's kind of a situation with Laboons where sometimes you're in a car and then sometimes someone else is. How does that work?
13: Well... Ben and I have been, you know, good friends for forever and um we you know, we started doing the pro stock thing together and it was pretty much just me driving the car the whole time. But then in the last couple of years, um, I've concentrated on my on my daughter's racing. She runs a hobby stock at PMS and you know, there's sometimes just uh schedule permitting that I can't um you know, I can't make it. We started with Daryl Charlier driving some of the Penn Ohio races, you know, away from PMS and then we kind of went to him running some of the bigger shows at PMS, um, you know, just just for the heck of it, uh, you know, because everybody knows his resume. It speaks for itself.
1: You couldn't pick a better backup driver i mean he's third generation i raced with his grandfather and then his dad was very successful there and you know daryl doesn't matter what he's in modified late model he he gets the job done nice fella and i believe his wife is racing in the number 21 car so and and i guess the son will be doing go-karts at some point in time
13: yeah he's doing go-karts already and um you know he's riding he's riding motorcycles like daryl did and it's it's only a matter of time before he's turning laps out BMS, for sure.
1: Well, I've said it so many times. Your racing family is almost as important as your regular family. Uh, you know, you have a wife and two children, but when you can mix them together, I mean, what a nice situation that you can do this with your daughter, uh, and, you know, the family can be involved in this, and I I just, that's what I love about the sport, the family part of the sport, and some of the nicest people you, you will ever meet are the ones you meet in the pits at the racetrack.
5: You know, you know,
13: you can't, there's not a lot of guys that can say that their teenage daughter spends every weekend with them, and, you know, nights in the garage, and that's just been the way it's it's always been that way for me since I was a kid um you know running around with my dad and and Ed Laboon and then uh you know Dale Shorelier drove for Ed Laboon for a little bit and then hanging out with the Miley's a little bit here and there and um you know now my daughter's driving uh we're in the process of building a young gun for Ben's middle daughter um you know it's it's there's not not many guys that can say that they spend that much time with their children, especially in the teenage years.
1: Many years ago, Lynn Geisler said to me, "Don't you think uh, regular people would love it if their it, kids couldn't wait till Friday or Saturday to be with Mom and dad and And that's that's the whole thing in a nutshell.
13: yeah, it's it's so cool to see, you know Ben's three daughters, they love being down in the race shop all the time. Um, you know my daughter's the same way, and you know you just, the the people that I've met over the years, um, you know that you become good friends with, and you just meet such a good quality of people at the racetrack, and um, you know you, you you make friendships there that last your whole life.
1: Well, what else is nice? You know, kids, if they're not busy or they're not focused on something, trouble can be there real quick. So, uh, you you're you're doing the right thing. You're crossing the uh, T's and dotting the i's. Now. You're pretty busy with all your racing and that, but if you couldn't go racing, what would you do?
13: Well, the the weekends that I don't race, I I have a place at Conneaut Lake, and um, you know we have a boat and jet ski and things up there, and I mean that's most definitely where I'd be, and you know we try to squeeze in as many weekends as we can up there, and uh, you know sometimes as much as I hate it, you got to take a weekend off or two from racing, which that's where you know Daryl comes in. Um, he's always more than willing to jump in the car and drive it, you know, here or there throughout the summer.
1: If you're just joining us, we're talking to Dave McManus, three-time champion from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Now, your title at Motordrome was on the asphalt. What kind of an adjustment was it? You were there in 03 going from the asphalt to the dirt. Did it take you some time to get that squared away?
13: You know, it took a little bit of time, and, and, and just because you know, running motor drone, you're always hugging the inside, you know, the, you're hugging the grass there, and, the, uh, you know, PMS, you know, I, I, you know preferable, I, I prefer to run the high line. I love running up against the wall, and I'm one of those guys that my theory is if I'm running an inch from the wall and I hit it at 100 miles an hour, it doesn't hurt as bad as if I'm 20 feet from it, so. Um, it was a little bit of an adjustment, but I think, you know, running the asphalt, I think makes you a better dirt driver. I think it makes you a little bit smoother and gives you a little bit more throttle control at times. And, um, you know, I sure do miss the asphalt and, you know, if, we, if generous times just too far away from me and, um, if Motor Drum ever opened back up, I'd, I'm sure I'd build something for a Friday night or Sunday night there, If it, you know, if it would ever happen.
1: Now your thing about running close to the wall, Richard Petty said that one time. They asked him why I ran so close to the wall. He said, when I hit it, it doesn't hurt as bad.
13: Uh, I believe that,
1: 100%. Favorite, most memorable moment in racing, what would that be?
13: You know, um, it changes from year to year, but, you know, my favorite moment is a couple years ago watching my daughter win her, her first Young Gun feature and you know she won a couple of those and we made a deal with her if she if she won two features um, in one year we'd build her hobby stock and sure enough she did and now she's got two hobby stocks.
1: you got to be so proud. I mean just the, the look on your face in Victory Lane would be priceless. How about the most embarrassing moment in racing?
13: Well Anybody that ever knew my dad or Ed Laboon uh, knew that the, you know they were they were they were good guys, but sometimes if you got on the wrong side of either one of them, they would just walk away and leave you standing there looking like a fool. <laughs> and uh, one night I was in a modified at PMS. It was 1993, and it was one of the first years they had the E-Mods out there. And I come in after fast laps, and I hit the big Uke tire, pulling in the pulling in the pits. At PMS, and they were so mad. Um, you know, bent the bumper. I was hitting the brakes so hard it bent the bent the uh, rod on the master cylinders, and they were so mad. And uh, I actually, that was my very first feature win at PMS that night. That was the only thing I could do to get them to talk to me. I had to go out and win the feature, and I actually passed Dale Charlier coming out of Turn Four for the victory. So, I mean, it was still that's, one of the most memorable nights of my career.
1: That's impressive, because. Uh, charlier's won a lot of races down there um did you have a favorite driver other than maybe dad or or someone in your current circle do you have a favorite driver
13: i mean ben miley was always one of my favorite drivers um you know ben miley Lynn geisler um you know as i got older uh peanuts Houston. So i you know peanuts i got to know him when i was racing asphalt and you know he was always you know i always looked up to him and um Yeah, there were so many guys that 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 were my favorites and I looked up to, and you know now they're retired, and um, you know you just look back on them and you know think how great some of those guys were.
1: How did you pick your number? It's unique.
13: Well, we were um, the first year we ran when Ben and I got together. We ran fourteen, and that was his dad's number, and then we built a second car, so we made it to one fourteen. Well, we just like the the 114 because two reasons for that. We like the way the number looked, and my dad used to help Gary Hallbolt at Motor Drum and when he ran around with his third late model, and he was 114. So I always liked that number, and um, I'm a fan of the triple-digit numbers for some reason. Yeah, and we just decided to stick with it. We like it.
1: Fans, we're still talking to Dave McManus, three-time champion at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Now, what's the story on the 112 car?
13: The 112 was the, was our backup car that we we built and Daryl Charlier ran that in the Penn Ohio series. Um, we sold it last season. Um, we bought a brand new, well, we bought a used SS chassis that we raced this past year and won the championship with. Um so we're in the process of rebuilding our old 114 which will now become the 112 once we get it done. Hopefully it gets done this
1: offseason. How big is the garage where you have all these cars?
13: Uh, well we use it it was Ben has a, a commercial garage in Pleasant Hills and um you know we do we do some work on the side there we do inspections and 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 small repairs enough to pay the race car bills so we're lucky we you know we have a couple lifts and we have some room. Um, but you know, we're, we're, maxing it out at all times. So if we leave just enough room to get customers in to make some money.
1: Yeah. Speaking of money, you can't do this without sponsors. Let's take a minute and thank your sponsors.
13: Yeah. If, you know, first and foremost, I always say uh, my buddy, Brad Bochaz at centerline collision. I mean, he does so much for us and helps us out so much. I mean, there's no way we'd have, you know, the equipment that we, that we do now if it wasn't for him. Um, Jerry Miley at Brocker's Machine Shop's been, you know, he's, he's been patient and he helps me out as much as he can, you know, my whole entire career. Um, some nice, you know, some nice, uh, secondary sponsors. We have Duffy's Pop and Beer. We have Octane Graphics, um, Ground Effects Landscaping, Lasso Construction. Um, you know, just a lot of great guys that, that help us out, you know, every chance they get.
1: I don't think you could get a finer engine builder than Jerry Miley. I mean, he is so good, and he's been doing it for so long. Uh, Very, very seldom do I ever hear of anybody with a Miley engine where they got problems.
13: Yeah, no, I mean, he builds, he's, you know, I don't know how many years he's been building them, but, you know, he's so smart with the stuff, and You know, he builds a hell of an engine, and and I go to him for everything. You know, I was just down there, you know, this afternoon picking up parts, and, you know, he's right up the road from my my work, and uh, he helps us out with everything from bumper to bumper on the car. You name it, he's there to help.
1: Good man. How about your pit crew? Let's take a minute and thank them.
13: Well, you know, of course, Ben Laboon, um, my buddy John Hatless, uh, my buddy Adam, um, Mike Harris, A.J. Poljack. Um, there's just so many people that help, you know, throughout the, throughout the year. My brother Greg, I can't forget him. He's been around forever. Um, you know, he's there all the time, as much as he can be. And, you know, of course, my kids and, you know, my family.
1: Michelle's got to be a pretty special lady. I've said this so many times, people are tired of hearing it. The mom, the wife, the sister, the ladies behind the scenes are the glue that holds the whole deal together and without them you're not gonna make it.
13: Yeah, you know, the, the, the patience of uh, uh that that you have to have to be a racer's wife and the understanding and you know, my mom went through with my dad and you know and, and Michelle with me and now, you know, us with you know, me with Kayla, you know, the family with Kayla. It's like you know, you you you, you know, you're just thankful that you have somebody and you know it's it's just great that they, they let us do what we want to do. You know, you miss weekends away with the family, and you miss weddings, and you miss graduations, but, you know, that's what we do, and there's nowhere we'd uh, we'd rather be than the racetrack.
1: Now, does Michelle get nervous when Kayla's racing?
13: Uh, she's unbearable when Kayla's racing. <laughs> she'll, she'll sit in the stands, and she just, uh, yeah, she's a raving lunatic. <laughs> um, you know, and, and people ask me, you know, I never get nervous in a race car, but I wake up Saturday mornings and my stomach's, I'm sick to the stomach until the checkered flag falls in there, you know, in her feature. So it's an aspect of racing I've I've never been used to. You know, I'm not used to being nervous in a car or around a racetrack.
1: I think that's pretty much, you know, any driver that has a son or daughter driving. They're the same as you, same scenario. Well, Dave, I want to thank you for being with us. Congratulate you on the three titles and the success of your team. And I guess the next thing is to pick up that fourth title at Pittsburgh. What do you think?
13: Yeah, we're going to try like hell. We got a, you know, we got a good car, and uh, we're getting a new motor. And um, you know, my plan is, you know, one more year in these hobby stocks for Kayla, and and move her up into one of our cars. So hopefully, I can keep it one piece for her for next year. And Get
1: that fourth title. Dave, I want to thank you for being with us. You have a nice evening. You too, Don.
13: Thank you.
4: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced Salesforce has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
3: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our marketing partners who've helped make the 2020 season a huge success. Deal Automotive, Admar Construction Equipment, Keystone Coachworks, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, RockAuto.com, Mastro Ice, RacingJunk.com, Miley Truck Rental, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, K&N Filters, Yingling, Octane Graphics, Precise Racing Products, Allegheny West Magazine, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Basel Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, and Summit Racing Equipment. PPMS would also like to congratulate our 2020 division champions. In the late models, Ben Police. In the pro stocks, Dave McManus. In the hobby stocks, Stephen Sheltman. In the four cylinders, Philip Bubeck. And in the young guns, Noah Bubeck. Be sure to check out ppms.com during the entire off season and get all the information you need about the 2021 season at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
5: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides... Give him a call at 724-443-5720, that's 724-443-5720, or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities.
4: Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRNs at the track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRNs at the track. Joining us now on the Profabrication.com hotline. A guy that is resurrecting, bringing back a uh, historic, legendary racetrack right in the middle of our radio area. Now, if you're listening in, in Indiana, if you're listening in Charlotte, this place is Five hours from either of those. West Virginia Motors Speedway and the promoter Cody Watson on the line. Now, Cody, as fast as I knew, you know, you were you were helping Tyler County, helping Ohio Valley, kind of two tracks there in West Virginia. How did you end up, you know, looking over I-77 and seeing that track that a lot of us have driven by and thought, man, why is the grass growing up over it? How were you able to take all of our dreams and bring this place back to life? How did it get started?
7: Yeah, uh, absolutely, Lenny. I'm excited you give me a call here today, and and we can talk to you a little bit about this. Um, So, you know, just driving up and down the road, like you said, and kind of looking over and seeing where the place had gotten, and I even remember as a child, you know, one of my my first big races I went to as a kid, probably 10 or 11 years old, and, um, you know, grabbing a lawn chair and, and heading up on the hillside, it just had a different feel to it, and you saw the big names and stuff rolling out. And so I remember, you know, even, even those times, you know, uh, just the kind of what West Virginia Motor Speedway meant to the people and the community, uh, the state even of West Virginia. And so, um, you know, seeing it set there dormant and, and kind of just knowing that, you know, if it's set too many more years, it was probably going to, going to be gone and uh, you know, really just too far. And it almost the case, even with us getting in there now. And so, Uh, I knew that that we had to kind of come up with a plan and and see if we could make something happen. So we put out some feelers early, early, um, even spring and summer last year, uh, this past year, and uh, tried to see what we could come up with. And finally, um, you know, through the connections of some people, we got a hold of the the right person, and and that was the owners of the property. and, And we got to sit down and meet with them and talk to them about, you know, what, we kind of wanted to make the place and how we wanted to resurrect it and bring it back. And, uh, through a few good meetings, we were able to uh, strike a deal and the rest, I guess now is history as what? we've.
4: Well, kind of well, man, to thank, thank you from all of us. That have driven by Park, you know, it's it's Mineral Wells is little, a little part of uh, the town, but it's just south of Parkersburg, West Virginia. If you're looking on a map and you could find Parkersburg, you'll get to that racetrack because it's right off of I-77 and anybody that has come down from up north to the world finals or gone back up to Lernerville or uh you know any of the uh, atomic any of the tracks up that way you've looked over and seen what was west virginia motor speedway and now with our guest cody watson on the profabrication.com hotline he is bringing this pet place back to life what what shape was it in uh when you got it uh when you finally unlocked the gate and went in there and took a look at it
7: yeah yeah absolutely i, I mean you look from the from the side you know from the interstate you're driving by and you kinda obviously see that's run down and overgrown and uh you you speculate that, you know, some things may be worse than others and <laughs> uh, you know, some things hopefully not bad. And so we get in there and, and we start taking a look at you know, what's good and what's bad and, and thankfully the buildings all built out of you know a nice block structure and so those were all uh, pretty structurally sound all the roofs had to be replaced which uh, has, has now been completed and, and water lines fixed and some electric and, and stuff replaced but all in all I mean it wasn't as bad as maybe some people uh, thought it would be and a lot of cleanup a lot of trash you know and dumpsters being hauled out and uh, a lot of weed eating mowing and painting and and it's, it's really looking I've had people stopping by every day telling me it looks as as good as it ever has. If you're a race fan in the 80s and 90s, I mean, West Virginia Motor Speedway, a very iconic place, uh, you know, multi-million dollar facility kind of ahead of its time in a way, uh, especially, you know, for West Virginia when everybody was cruising up the interstate to go to Pennsboro, which was a very nostalgic speedway, just kind of a, a grassroots speedway that people adored. And, and so, you know here comes this place in the 80s that's uh, got the money behind it and and so it's very iconic and and we're excited to bring that uh lord le- you know that legacy kind of left behind back to uh, hey, fruition oh, here hold on there a second the
4: for seven years cody watson the prom- promoter of west virginia motor speedway i mean he's just doing amazing things if you're listening on our station wmoa right there in parkersburg please connect with him if you got a business help him out uh this is uh, just fantastic news to uh you know the entire racing world that a, a shape a track uh like you mentioned that uh you know ahead of its time and now uh coming back let's get to the meat of the matter uh here on the profabrication.com hotline and speaking of profabrication headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com cody what kind of racing are we going to see in 2021 at uh, west virginia motor speedway what do you got cooking
7: yeah, I mean, with this location, like you said, right there on Interstate 77, close from Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Charlotte, you know, just about everywhere can kind of access it quickly, you know, it's key to us to do variety. So uh, that's kind of what we did with this schedule, and we've got uh, big 410 sprint shows. Uh, August, uh, I believe, 6th and 7th is a big 20,000-to-win uh, uh, 410 sprint weekend. On June 4th and 5th, we have a uh, possible 40,000 up for grabs for super late model teams. It's called the uh, Historic One Hundred. Uh, and then we have monster truck shows for families nearby and communities. And um we have a, a big, what we call a dirt event where we bring in like the mud bogs and uh, ATV drags and, and some outlaw monster trucks and stuff like that. So, uh, we, we you know we try to put a lot of variety into the schedule and give something for everybody as they uh you know look to maybe come back to the place
4: man that is gonna be so awesome. There's so many different vehicles, so many dates uh kicking off. when's the first time anybody's gonna be able to get out there? What's the first uh date of a race what month
7: yeah, so on april the twenty fifth uh we have our uh opener, like I said being back for the first time and and coming around eight uh in in April to be eight years since, uh, racing has been on the speed plant. So April 25th, the Sunday night show, we want to, uh, be mindful of, you know, a lot of the area racetracks that do race Friday and Saturdays and give everyone an opportunity to come out. So on Sunday, April 25th, uh, we will have our first show. And if you're listening uh, from abroad there, uh, just, uh, remember all of our shows in 2021 will also be on flow TV. So, you know, if you can't make the trip, uh, Check it out on flowracing.tv. And uh, we do encourage you, though, to come and take a look at what we've done. And that hillside, it's a beautiful scene where you can overlook the racetrack from your lawn chair. So uh, we really hope to see you in attendance in 2021 as well.
4: Cody Watson, promoter of West Virginia Motor Speedway, bringing that historic track back. It's right in Parkersburg, West Virginia, just a few hours from virtually anywhere in our listening area. Thanks for what you're doing, Cody. Thanks for joining us. Fans, mark it down. West Virginia Motor Speedway and stay with us. We'll be right back. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex is located in the scenic Laurel Mountains of Somerset County, Pennsylvania, in the town of Jennerstown, at the intersections of Route 30 and Route 985. Experience the thrill of Jennerstown Speedway with its 550 feet of 6 degree straightaways and over 700 feet of 9 degree sweeping corners. Jennerstown Speedway serves as the host for five divisions of weekly racing series every Saturday evening from May to September. Weekly divisions include late models, modifieds, street stocks, charger, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include IMSA Super Modifieds, Super Cup Stock Car Series, the Race of Champions Modifieds, Spectator Gates open at 4 p.m. with racing starting at 6 p.m., allowing for even the youngest fans the opportunity to experience the entire action-packed show. The ownership and staff of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex take great pride in providing fun and affordable family entertainment. At the completion of each weekly event, everyone in attendance is invited into the pit area to meet their favorite drivers and see the cars up close and in person. For upcoming events and special promotions, you can visit Jennerstown.org or follow them on Facebook.
0: Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Thomas Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's
5: 724-352-2020. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, from time to time, we get
2: like to get out and and talk to our youth as we're trying to grow this grassroots racing and uh we're currently on a saturday evening in mid-january a a blustery day we took a drive up to the butler area and joining us is dash osmar dash welcome to rapid on racing hi dash you've been involved in karting for quite some years I've, i've watched your karting career And this past year, you jumped into the uh, 270 micro, which we'll get into that a little bit. But during the crazy 2020 year, I I was set to interview you mid-summer. And for some reason, you have this nickname, the Hoonigan. And we're going to ask, we're going to find out, uh, I surprised you on this one, how you got that nickname and why you really shouldn't climb trees and fall out of them. And it kind of delayed your racing career a little bit uh, this past summer. But um, let's, you know, talk about 2020. Obviously, you know, you were shelved uh, with a broken, I think, left leg. and But you made good use of time. And, and one of the things that the Osmer family always has done and continues to do is to give back. And you, And you, at a young age of 12, took it upon yourself to in the early parts of the pandemic to do some things and I want you to tell the listeners what you did in your area and how special it was.
14: So this like when COVID hit we went down the street and through Butler area and passed out masks and I felt like they didn't they didn't have the supplies they needed yet, so I thought I'd just lend a helping hand to pass out masks and help everyone that doesn't have them.
2: The mask at that point in time we were in such a short demand. I mean it was very difficult to get a mask. Where did you get the mask and you know and how many did you pass out to the local residents in the Butler area?
14: I passed out like a couple packages actually. And Some of our sponsors gave us them, and we got some from stores, and it was mostly our sponsors that gave us the masks.
2: When you went and knocked on a door, you did this, we'll say it in this day and age is a cold call. Uh, no no one was expecting a young man, Dash Osmore, to walk up and knock on the door. And you knocked on the door and Mr. and Mrs. Smith opened it up. And, and you said, you know, hey, I'm Dash Osmore and I have masks for you. How, how were? You, how, what were some of the responses? I'm sure they were very heartfelt. One of them was
14: came out and said oh my gosh thank you because they said they didn't have any masks and they were on like three left and most of the people were like really happy
2: also this during the holiday season this year and this it was just a difficult season i mean we for the first time in in my lifetime, there was a virtual Santa, which I guess was a little bit different. But you and your dad and Wes, and we'll say your whole family, you did something with the race car. So let's tell the listeners what you did with the race car over the Christmas season.
14: We So we got this uh, generator, and we got a bunch of Christmas lights from the store. And we put them all over my car. And we drove around to my sponsors and just through the streets and stuff, and it was lighting up, blinking, and a bunch of people came and took pictures, and I can't say how many people came up and said, hey, look how cool that is, and we just had a good time.
2: Well, apparently some people, I think the Butler Eagle took notice, and they put a little article on that. So, you know, how good did that make you feel, Dash? That, you know, here's 12-year-old Dash Osmer just doing something to spread some holiday spirit, and now there's a big write-up in the Butler Eagle on you. And that's good for you, but it's also good for, you know, for you, your team, and your sponsors.
14: Yeah, it makes me feel really good about myself and – makes me happy that people who couldn't see christmas could see christmas because they couldn't go to the christmas stuff so i brought the christmas stuff to them
2: well that you know for myself you know i commend you you know for such a young man to do that that, that's very very special well you know talking about special things you know we're into the 2021 year we're just going to put 2020 everybody wants to put that in the back burner but Big plans for Dash this year. I, I think you're going to start off a little bit early. I had an opportunity with you and your dad to go in the shop and to look at the the race car. It's kind of typical January fashion, torn apart, and but... While we were in the shop, Dash, one of the things that we talked about was, and I know you did this with the go-kart, you're hands-on. You're just not that tired gun that jumps in the car and, you know, the, your brother or dad works on the car. You're out there learning, and, you know, sometimes you learn from it, sometimes you make mistakes from it, but, you know, in racing, that's the only way you get better.
14: So we're in the garage most of the time. He teaches me how to do working on the car like changing parts and the gears with everything that we do i make some mistakes and we learn from it and so far we haven't really made what uh many mistakes except for we put simple green on it and it oxidized everything
2: wow well, that you know that, that if you don't have a race shop story you don't have any stories but dash and Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Dash honestly, he's a 12-year-old. He runs a 270 micro sprint with the wing, and I got educated because there's ones with the wing and without the wings, and there's 600s, and but dash is in the 270. Dash... You traditionally ran go-karts and were very successful in the go-karts. And and a lot of the young drivers that I talk to, you have that learning curve where you're very successful in the go-karts, and all of a sudden you move up into something new and a little bit bigger and a little bit faster. Now, you had some success last year. Uh, You ran some races at Blanket Hill Speedway, and you picked up a couple wins. This year, tell the listeners what Dash's plans are.
14: My plan is this year to go to Blanket Hill, get the championship, and slowly learn with the adults and try my best, have a lot of fun.
2: Now, when you race against the adults, do you feel like, like you're, you're equal to them? You know, here, here it could be, you know, here's Joe Smith in there that, you know, he's a 42-year-old, you know, successful business person, here's young Dash Racing, and do you you treat them any different? If you're going in, do you slide them? Mm,
14: We treat them the same. I definitely feel we're equal because I can stay with them, and the only parts that I have trouble with is just going past them, but we're learning to do that this year.
2: So, you're going to be running at Blanket Hill Speedway, and I, I know the Osmer's. I've known them for many, many years. I, I know you're just not going to sit home and, and run Blanket Hill Speedway. You got your dad and mom. You guys are adventurous, you got the campers and whatever. You're going out, traveling somewhere. So I think somewhere in 2021 Dash is going to be heading to North Carolina or heading over to Indiana or Ohio.
14: Yeah, we're trying to go to. Goods this year, we're going to try to, but we're looking at somewhere in North Carolina, good traveling, and our most likely places are places near PA.
2: So, beside Blanket Hill, again, and I don't, I'm don't i not all that familiar with some of the tracks, is there anything local in a, amongst the area that you can run these out? Any goods is... A little bit over by the Canton area, which is not really Pennsylvania. Is there anything out around, you know, the Harrisburg area? Uh, Dad shaking his head here that there's something out there. So you know, maybe you might venture east a little bit too.
14: Yeah, we're definitely gonna go through east and a lot of places that we're gonna go. That's near us.
2: Listeners, we've been talking with Dash Osborne, and what we're going to do is we're going to take a break for a commercial, and we'll be back shortly.
3: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our marketing partners who've helped make the 2020 season a huge success. Deal Automotive, Admar Construction Equipment, Keystone Coachworks, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, RockAuto.com, Mastro Ice, RacingJunk.com, Miley Truck Rental, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, K&N Filters, Yingling, Octane Graphics, Precise Racing Products, Allegheny West Magazine, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Basel Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, and Summit Racing Equipment. PPMS would also like to congratulate our 2020 division champions. In the late models, Ben Police. In the pro stocks, Dave McManus. In the hobby stocks, Stephen Sheltman. In the four cylinders, Philip Bubeck. And in the young guns, Noah Bubeck. Be sure to check out PPMS.com during the entire off-season and get all the information you need about the 2021 season at Pittsburgh's
4: Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources, Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources for more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
5: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back, and in case you missed the
2: first part of the interview, we're interviewing 12-year-old Dash Osmer. Dash is a young driver in the 270 micro sprint division. And we've covered some things that Dash has done in the community and some of his uh, plans for the 2021 season. But Dash, what we want to talk about now is over the last few weeks around the holiday season, uh, you've got, and i'm a little bit f- familiar with there's there's a company out there a former indycar driver and championship driver max pappas and his they have a company where they do multiple things but one of the things that i know that they do and i i know Karl schwarzmiller was involved with this company last year is uh, they they manufacture many things but one of the things that max being a, a go-kart champion they do steering wheels and i'm just going to let you Tell the listeners how you got involved with Max and his company and what this steering wheel is going to mean to you.
14: So what this means to me is that it makes me feel more comfortable in the car when I'm driving because I never really had a good steering wheel that I've used while racing, but this one's supposed to be really comfortable for my hands, and it makes everything easier to drive with the steering wheel that i'm going to be using
2: now from what i understand is i heard they sent you some samples that are, i guess as a driver you had an ability to you know some of the sizes of the wheels, the cover that you were able to try out. So it's just not like one particular one. Something that Dave Oliveri might want to put in his go-kart or race car is going to be a lot different than Dash's. So, you know, how special is it for someone on a national level to reach out and talk to you? Because, again, that's good for, you know, for Dash's psyche, but it's also good that you can relate this to your sponsors.
14: It, It feels really awesome to... Talk with them about the wheel, and I think it was really cool that I met him.
2: Well, that's good. So, you know, as we talked about that, in, in any race team, and the Osmer race team has just been synonymous with years with you know your grandfather and your dad. But um, I know how much your mom and dad put into your racing effort and it's just I mean it's just not in the race car itself I know you're you know on on the dirt bike stuff too but what we're gonna do before we get into thanking mom and dad I need to know because I broke the story with on how Rocket got their name I want to know how Dash Osmar got the name the Hoonigan
14: well I got the name because I based everything off Hoonigan and Ken Block. And
2: well, let the listener tell people what your vision of a Hoonigan is.
14: Person who slays all tires.
2: <laughs> okay. So, so we got that. So we we know the Hoonigan is going to be probably displayed on on the car somewhere this year. But uh, you know, as as we were talking about mom and dad, let's talk about your race team because I know it's a you know a family you know business to per se and. Mom, Dad, and Wes put a lot of time in it, so let's tell the listeners, you know, what Dad's role is, Mom's role, and and Wes's role.
14: So, my Dad's role on the team is to do all the tire pressures right before I go out, check the fuel. My brother's part in the team, he's the pit manager for us, and he's the one who pushes my car to start it. And my mom's part is whenever I can't, like, find my suit or a piece or I feel dehydrated, she gets me, like, water or finds the stuff that I need.
2: So you're basically telling me mom's does her typical mom stuff at the racetrack that she does at the house and then some more. So I, I'm sure, you know, working with, you know, the three of you, you guys like to chow down. Mom usually, usually you got some good food she brings with the track to you yes well dash what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this up and what i'd like you to do is i'd like you to tell the listeners and to thank your sponsors that are on board the you know the number six 270 micro sprint this year that's going to be racing at blanket hill and throughout the east part of eastern coast of the united states
14: so My main sponsors are Krill Cycling, which really thanks to them, which they're going to get me through this year. Associates, which are Bagalier, they are also going to help me with all the stuff that we need, which Krill and Bagalier gave me money to get through this year and get all my stuff. And other sponsors are Rockhouse Bar & Grill, Kamek Racing Supply, Max Pappas Racing, or Max Pappas Innovations, which there's the ones that give me the steering wheel, which I really like, and Little's Land and Waterproofing, Blazovich Decals, and Jim Brace Racing.
2: Now, one of the things I'm going to ask you to do, because you did this at the banquet, Pittsburgh Circle Trike Banquet a couple of years ago, really, really well, and you put the veterans in their place. Now, when you win this year, the list that you just gave to me—are you going to have that memorized? Or are you going to have a little cheat sheet in your pocket?
14: I'm probably just going to look at the stickers on my wings.
2: Well, that's a good answer. That's the answer I wanted to hear. Well, Dash, I wanted to—you know—I want to thank you, myself, and Don Gamble for—you know—coming on the show. It's really great to see young talent come up, and you know, we've watched. You are know, watching you. We've watched your dad come up through. I mean, he's still involved with the vintage modified, with Les Myers, and then your granddad. So uh, we're gonna. There's still going to be some Osmer orange on the car. We got a little tinge more more blue a little bit less orange. But uh, I think we're going to have a great year with Dash again. Um, thanks for coming on.
14: You're welcome.
5: Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States, be sure to join us the first Monday of each month during the off-season for more Rapid on Racing. Stand on, it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.